0: How much authority did you give to Sarah and Lauren this morning as they shared from the word of God? Like, how much authority did you get? Did you go, oh, that was kind of neat that they shared those things about God. But I wonder if Jesus would come down to us and we'd go, man, I, I wish there was a way I could learn to interact with my culture more. I wish there was a way I could kind of learn how to be more faithful. And Jesus would go, You mean me putting that stuff on Lauren's heart and her sharing it with you? You gave that no authority whatsoever? Like you didn't even think to go back and read Daniel 2? You didn't even think about what Sarah said about the nature of God? You didn't think about those things because you didn't plan to give it any authority whatsoever other than kind of what we do like at a normal talent show where we just kind of sit there and listen to the person go, wow, that was really nice what you had to say, Lauren. Except how many times do we wrestle... And I, I wonder if Jesus would go, how many people do I have to send to you to share something about their own life in the Word of God? Before you're going to go, wow, you want to know what? I got no excuse. Like God is sending his message through people and through the Word and all of that kind of stuff. So anyway, I just really encourage you, um, listen for God's voice. Oftentimes it's coming through the people he's putting in our lives, okay? And, and there really isn't an excuse to go, oh man, um, boy, this is uh, totally unrealistic. Christianity isn't practical. I'm like, wow, we've had a couple of really practical things of of, of how we live this out. Um, so please, I do encourage you um, to participate in this way, like with what Lauren did. It doesn't have to be a communion. It can just be like, hey, I've got something I really would like to share and and, and, and pass on to the church, right? Um, so anyway, um, do that. No, number two is, is so... Um, so we're talking about this like this embracing humility, right? I mean, this idea of not, not just like don't just agree with humility, like really embrace it, like like let this be in your thoughts all the time. Like, what does it mean to be humble? What does it mean to do that? Right. Here, here's why. And we've started out each week and I hope we start out every week. I hope you start out every quiet time and every morning. And, and encourage one another to start out with the gospel, with what is the good news? And that's like how you make decisions and how you live and how you love people. If Like in my mind, the question I ask is, if if the gospel of Jesus is true, then how should I treat this person? How should I behave in this method? How can I engage with our culture? If, if Jesus really was like, dude, I, I will redeem you even when you weren't following me and wanting me, then, then therefore, how should we live, right? I mean, hopefully that, that's the worldview we're learning, and it's like churning inside of us constantly, no matter where we are, at work or at home or or playing sports or having fun or at a softball game or, or playing golf or whatever it is, right, that that we're, the, the filter that everything goes through is the gospel of Jesus, okay? And here's why this becomes really, really important, okay? This has been a, um, like a really strange week, okay? We've had two celebrities commit suicide, All right. right, Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. I, I, I love the, um, the quote, Jim Carrey. Many of you guys know Jim Carrey as a comedian, um, and he's really kind of di- diverged from being a comedian. He's much more engaged politically, and like in serious cases, he's struggled with a lot of depression and different things. And he says, his, this quote that I love from Jim Carrey, he says, I wish that everyone um, got rich, got famous, and achieved every dream that they think they want, only to find out that those have z- that there's no answers. All right, that's what he says. I-, I wish that for everybody because those are the three things we all think. When I get those things, all right. Now, why is the gospel so important? Because there's an anti-gospel that's preached by the world, that's being preached by the world. When you have somebody like a Kate Spade who has achieved essentially everything in her profession. Okay. And you'd think, really, if you achieved all of that, why, why would you commit suicide? Anthony Bourdain, you've achieved all of that, why would you commit suicide? Why would you do that? Because there's a gospel that's being preached from the world, and it's being preached, and, and it's being preached. You know who, who, who are really getting it hard are our children, so y'all sitting in here from Sean to William to Caitlin to Ellie to Nia, you guys are being taught something that's saying, you, you want to know what? You, you've got to go over that you, you have to have the coolest friends to be happy. You, you have to make the most money. You have, to, you have to be completely like everyone else in order to be happy. You're being taught a gospel by the world. And we are, too, as adults that saying that ultimately what the world is saying is come after all of these things. But remember one thing in the end, you're nothing. In the end, you're nothing. That's the gospel of the world. In the end, no one cares about you for real. That's the gospel of the world. That's what social media is filled with. Hey, you want to know what, what's the use of being famous? What's the use of being Kate Spade than getting everything you want? Or Anthony Bourdain? Or what's the use? Because the, the world says is go after all that stuff. And you want to know what? What you'll come to the realization of? You're meaningless. You have no use. You are, you are nothing. And in fact, the world will be better without you. That's the gospel of the world. All right? Additionally, the gospel of the world is saying, see, Christianity is the problem. Don't you don't you can't follow that. And isn't it amazing? Because all Jesus is saying is, you wonder what, when you were at your worst. I'm the one who's faithful to you. When you hated me, I gave you an identity. Right. It, it's, it's so funny. Understand Satan's job in this world is simply to get me and you. To see the good news of Jesus as not good news. Yeah. That's his job. It, it's this trick of, man, let me give you everything you need. And here's where I pull the this is Satan. Here's where I pull the carpet out from underneath you. When you achieve everything and you realize there's nothing. All right, that's being preached, just so we know. I mean, it might be one of those things where hopefully you don't sit here and go, yeah, it'd be neat if I understood the gospel more and like it became a... That'd be a really neat thing. No, 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 it's the only thing. Like, there's nothing else. Like, if you don't, if you're not going to take that seriously, and if you don't understand that we are all, from the youngest in this room to the oldest in this room, being preached a worldly gospel, which is this insane desire to want everything in the world... Only to find out that, you want to know what? There's nothing. No one, this is what, you want to know the world is telling everyone? No one really cares about you. It doesn't matter what they say. They don't care. That's what the world is saying. It doesn't matter how great you, you achieve. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how nice people are. They, you want to know what in the world? All they care about is themselves. It's so opposed to what Jesus says, not just about what his gospel is to us, but how we interact with one another, right? It's so opposed to that. And so that's why hopefully we are taking this very seriously about the gospel being our worldview, but let's not do something. Okay, let's here, Here's what has hurt Christianity overall is that Christianity, we've looked for easy answers. We, we see the gospel is simple, but it isn't easy. Right. We've looked for easy answers to things like, well, why is there pain and suffering? Like, how can you honestly th- say there's good news when there's pain in the world and there's suffering? And there's oppression. Right. And, and there's people fighting and killing one another who don't even know one another. Right. There, there's people you go on social media. They're screaming at one another, another over political ideologies and they hate each other. And you're going, well, how can there be good news in that? OK. Please don't ever subscribe to just a simple answer. Don't don't just say, well, well, the gospel is real. And if you just read your Bible this morning, you'll be all better. All right. That's where thinking people go. That's why I don't subscribe to Christianity. All right. Because what the world does, the world is going, no, there's not really easy answers. We're trying to think through it. Only the world isn't coming up with anything good. The ultimate end to all the thought in the world is nothing matters. You might as well not be here because no one really loves you. That's the ultimate end to the thinking, all right? The ultimate end of thinking through the gospel is going, you want to know what? Let me fight through this idea of why is there pain? How can there be pain and God at the same time? How come he doesn't just make me make the right decisions if he's all powerful? Wouldn't that be better? You know, husbands, wouldn't it be better? Would your marriage be better if your wife just did exactly what you told her to do? Come on, amen. Jacob said, amen. Jacob said, amen. My wife's not here. Amen. She, my, my, Jacob said, on the record, you know, he said, my marriage would be better if my wife just, I could control every single thing she did. Change the record. Right? <laughs> and, 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 and you know what's so funny is in our worldly thinking, we go, that would be the dumbest thing in the world. And then we go, but, but God, why don't you figure something else out? Right? Because our ego and our pride elevates us above God. Like, we get simple concepts that God doesn't get. Because we're prideful. Right? And that's what we're talking about embracing humility is going, hold on a minute. You want to know what? I, listen, man. I mean, the Bible is really serious when Paul writes this. Be completely humble. Be completely. Embrace it. Pursue it. Chase after it. Embody humility, right? Humility is simply realizing who God is and who I am. All right? Now, now we get really close. Here's where I get close and you get close. We can kind of understand who God is, and I'm really clear who you are. <laughs> like, God is awesome, and Alex falls way short of that. Like, that's simple for me to do, right? God is awesome, and the Jones family falls short of that right? No, oh, no, 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 no. Stop. It's, it, humility begins with self-awareness yeah. of going, I know who God is, and, I, and you want to know what? I know who I am, and, and, I, and you want to know what? I shouldn't consider myself more important, right? I, I, I need to have a, I have a self-awareness of what makes me tick and what my tendencies are and what I want more than anything, and a lot of times it's very opposed to what God wants. So, when I understand the greatness of God and the fallenness of me, I can start to dig into humility. That's not the end of humility. It's not sitting there as a philosopher and going, oh, now I know. I know me and I know God, therefore I'm humble. No, no, no. That's like the starting point to begin living in a humble way. All right? There's a difference in doing acts of humility and being humble. Give me an act of humility. Give, give me a good one. We all do this, so, I mean, just jump on in there. An act of humility, meaning if I do this, it, this little dark part of my brain is going to go, dude, they're going to think you're humble <laughs> by doing this. What is it, Liz? Um, I'm thinking, like, when you're on, like, a, a bus or a metro and you, like, get up to let, like, the pregnant woman yeah. have the seat or the
1: elderly have the
0: yeah. seat or someone who's, like,
1: yeah. Murphy have a
0: seat. Someone like Murphy, right? You mean because she's injured, right? Not just because she's, not just because she's Murphy. Okay, okay, okay. you're okay. yeah, right, right. Oh. So, are you saying that we should not ever do acts of humility because those are all fake, right? Sure. Right, no, you're not saying that, but no, you're saying no, that no. I could be completely prideful yeah. and do an act of humility, and it doesn't mean I'm humble at all. Right. It just means that it's like, okay, I can do this act of humility. Okay, what else would be like an act of humility? Wow, you're so much better at this than I am. Right, you know, we've talked for a couple weeks now of this idea of kind of like, not just falling on your own sword, but jumping in front of the bus, you know, of like, man, I am so horrible compared to you, Rich. You know, because that's supposed to make Rich feel better, you know, and then it's also in some way supposed to like praise God for making me. Like, God really messed up with me. (laughs) He's awesome, believe me. (laughs) Except, can you tell how he is just a derelict when it comes to me? You know, you're like, hold on a minute. This does not sound good for God. (laughs) Okay? It sounds like weird. Act of humility doesn't equal. All I'm saying is it doesn't equal being humble. And what we're talking about is embracing humility. Actually, like, people will. Have you ever done this before? Like, um, I, I was reading an article. Um, five ways to make people feel like you love them. Sounds ridiculous. Five, five, ways, five ways to make people feel like you love them. I'm like, well, what if you just loved them? Like, wouldn't that be the best thing, right? But, but we do that. Five ways to make people think you're humble. Okay, but that's not what we're talking about. This is actually, you wanna know what? Living and embracing humility. You, then it's one of those things where it's going to be like, wow, you know what? That's going to be evident in my life. It doesn't have to have a billboard. It doesn't have to have a hack. It doesn't have to have a, you know, a five points on how I can fool you into thinking I'm humble. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We kind of like it, though, because we, we kind of are, you know, we, we do like to throw, under the, throw ourselves under the bus. And honestly, even as a group and as a culture, we're kind of like, if, if Jacob were to come up here and just roll himself under the bus, we'd go, that dude is the most humble guy in the world. Except we we forgot what he said about his wife five minutes ago, right? (laughs) We forgot about that already. Um, You know, we've explored a few things, and we're not going to spend a ton more time on this, but we have explored this idea of uh, Jesus gave us like a template to a certain degree. I even hate to use that word because it's not relational, okay? But Jesus did say he emptied himself that's what categorized his humility is he emptied himself we talked about Matthew 16 of when he said hey deny yourself like empty yourself of you right I mean that's really an important aspect of embracing humility um, we talked about the humility of teamwork right is when we're prideful we can't work with one another we just can't do it we can't you know um, Popovich here and his big thing is is man just get over yourself that's not a popular message, okay? M- remember, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less, okay? I stole that, by the way. D- don't quote me on that, okay? That's all over the internet. I don't even know who said it first, but, but the thing about it is, is humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. It's going, I need to get over me. I got to get over Keith. I got to get over, because the most insecure of us, you want to know what? We still are our own heroes, we still think everybody comes to hear the wisdom and to know the wisdom and all this kind of stuff. We go, man, just get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a message I need to hear. That being humble when we work together as a team, we're caring, we're caring and concerning for others. We cooperate, we contribute. Okay, that's humility in the teamwork. we unpacked Romans chapter 12, at least a few verses last week, mm-hmm. on the ability of, you know, a truly humble teammate honors others, serves others, is hospitable, is warm and welcoming right? Not thinking less of themselves, but thinking of themselves less, right? This is the mantra. Hopefully you speak into your head all day, every day, every week. This helps me, right? Is he's greater than me in everything. He's greater than me in in intellect. He's greater than me in personality. He's greater than me. I love that Sarah brought up, man, wouldn't it be, I mean, for God to invent a sense of humor, right? Could you imagine? Have you ever thought about that? That Jesus would be the greatest stand up comedian of all time. We don't think about that, but we're like, hold on, the dude invented a sense of humor. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, we think about these things, go, you know, no, he's greater than everybody at everything. Yeah. It, it wouldn't matter what it is, he would be the greatest. His weakest moment would be better than our greatest moment. Okay? And so it's this idea of he is greater than me, he is greater than me, he is greater than me in every situation. Now, this isn't hard when things are going really great. It's not hard, right? I mean, when you're getting a promotion, when you're getting new things, you go, oh, man, I love God is greater than me. <laughs> Don't you, everything's going awesome. You know, God's greater than me. Praise him. You know, no, 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 no. Here's where the gospel really becomes awesome. It's when it's not awesome. Yes. <laughs> I didn't oh, say saucem. Saucem. <laughs> That's a new word. It's super awesome. Okay. Here's where the gospel becomes awesome and real is when everything isn't going well. Is when you don't have all the answers. When you're not sure why God is doing what he's doing. You're going, man, I'm trying to find a career. I'm trying to find a profession. I, can't, I don't know. Why is he doing this? Why Wouldn't it be better for God to just give me solid answers? Why is he making things so hard in my family? Why is he doing these things? Why is he not just, you know, I have this dream and my dream is to glorify him. Why doesn't he give me that dream? Wouldn't that be better for the kingdom of God? Why doesn't he change who I am in, 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 in just my personality and my being dynamic and being more courageous? Why did not he just like grant that? Wouldn't that be better to do? But this is where the power of the gospel comes in when things aren't. Going great, because those are the times we go, he's not really that great, right? Like whatever your thing is or whatever, it's like, no, but see, if he was really greater than me, I mean, he would give me my dream job and he would give me my dream spouse and he would give me my dream, you know, uh, whatever income, he, he would do all that if he was really greater, all right? And it's interesting, there's a couple of places I was reading, turn over to Isaiah 45, this is one that with me this week, okay? This is one of those ones, I was one of my memory verses for this week, uh, and my meditation verses was right here in Isaiah 45, uh, verse 9. Um, uh, here's what history he says. Woe, woe to the one who argues with his maker. One clay pot among many. Does clay say to the one forming it, what are you making? Just stop for one second. Does clay say to the... What are you forming? Like you play with Play-Doh? Kids play with Play-Doh? Or or like what's the stuff today? A goo or slime, Slime, right? Um, My my daughter's favorite flavor of slime is um, spinach ice cream. She loves that. And uh, I told her not to eat the slime though. You're not supposed to eat it, okay? Um, but the thing about it is, is, could you imagine if you had your slime, if you had that, and the slime opened up his mouth and said, dude, what are you making? Would that make you feel weird at all? You would go, the slime doesn't say to the maker, what are you making? This is so strange, and that's the same point God is making. He's like, dude, God is saying, I, I create, I know everything about everything. And I'm forming you. Dude, don't come to the maker and say, what are you doing with me? Why did you make me this way? Why are you doing this? Okay, but he goes on. He says, uh, or does your work say he has no hands? How absurd is the one who says to his father, what are you fathering? Don't picture that picture in your head, okay? I'm going to give you about 10 seconds. (laughs) All right. How absurd is the one who says to his father, what are you fathering? Or to his mother, what are you giving birth to? Could you imagine that in the labor and delivery room? Rory's coming out going, Mama, what are you giving birth to? What are you doing? Did you even know what you were thinking about? All right? I mean, I love the illustrations of God. They're better than anyone's illustrations, right? Because he's like, no, no, no. I'm not going to be just a little subtle. I'm going to be like, okay, the work, like the woodworkers work. It would be like, you know, I'm making a a, a wooden bench, and the wooden bench goes, that dude has no hands. You're like, what you're, it's horrible. You ever seen those cheese it commercials? You know, like the dumb, you know, it's not mature cheese yet, and it's like dumb jokes, okay? It's kind of like that here. But he says, dude, woe to the one. I just want you to think about this. Why does he say, you know, woe to you when you do that? Because we forget he's greater than us. And when he starts making things and doing things in ways that we're going like, why are you doing it that way? He's like, dude, just relax. I'm greater than you. That helps so much. Now, here, let me be clear on this. That doesn't mean the answer is easy, okay? But it's the starting point of going, my starting point is he's greater. Like, he knows more than me. I'm going to pursue this maybe, okay? I'm going to find out, like, well, hold on a minute. Why did you make me really, really, really pale with red hair and a bunch of acne in high school? Why'd you do that? Okay, I can explore that a little bit. But here's the one thing I know is is God's better. He knows better. All right? He's like, man, if I didn't give Keith that, he would be stunningly beautiful. (laughs) Like, I got to scuff him up a little bit. Okay? I think that's what he was saying. He's like, I got to scuff that dude up a little bit. All right? All right? But the thing is, is, God, here's what me and you need to say to him. You're greater than me. Well, why is this happening? I don't know. I'm going to pursue why this is happening. I have a good friend of mine, and we get together, and he's going through just a really hard time in his life professionally and just a lot of things. The, the way that he described it was was he feels like he's going through open, what look like open doors, only to find out they're not open at all. And he's like, I've been doing that for 10 years, and I'm tired of it. All right? And I'm going, I got no easy answers for you on that one. Right? What do you say? What, you, well, dude, are you having a quiet time every day? <laughs> You know, I mean, is it that simple? Dude, how much are you giving to the church? (laughs) Right? If you just gave to the church, your life would be easy. Because we have this theology of, oh, when I start doing well for God, he'll start doing well for me. Instead of going, hold on a minute. I don't know why this is like this. I don't know why I keep going through open doors. But if God is who he says he is, and he is greater than me, that before I even find any other answers, my starting point is he's greater than me. He knows. In fact, if we were, if he were to usher us into his presence and go, let me show you everything I know about your life, your future, your world, everything, you wanna know what we would do? We would say, God, you're doing exactly what you should do. If we knew everything he knew, we wouldn't change our circumstances. Now you may go, nah, that's ridiculous. I don't believe that. Maybe because when we become greater than God, we can't trust Him anymore. What Sarah said was so important. Is His His track record is perfect? There's not been a time He's been unfaithful. There's not been a time He hasn't l- lived up to what He's promised. Okay, He's greater than me. Okay, uh, and 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 so this this section Isaiah 45 has just been fantastic this week, man. It, it really has, and not just for me. But here's the thing about this is is I do think that this has been something I've been able to share with people that they've heard. Like they've been like, oh man, you mean like, like I'm tired of simple answers to problems. Like that makes sense. Like, okay, maybe I'm arguing with my maker instead of going, okay, dude, listen, you're greater than me. Let me humble myself before you and be patient and listen to you and trust your work. That, that is huge, okay. But here's the other one. This is the real game changer. I like this because it gives me a little giggle sometimes. Right here, uh, turn over to Job, chapter 38. Job. So uh, flip on over there, just to the left of Psalms. I love this. I, I hope that um, if if you can't like say verbally. That you really love God? Like, I don't mean, I know sometimes for the kids in here, like, you guys, middle school, high school, elementary school, a lot of times you, it's easy to think, like, oh, this is Christianity, a bunch of people sitting in a room? Like, what's so, what's so exciting about this? Well, there's nothing really exciting about this. The, the ultimate goal is, is, do I learn and love God enough to go, I really love who God is? Not, I really love a Sunday morning service. You know, I mean, if that's what you're trying to do, whoa, man. You know, I really love a Sunday morning sermon. No, I really love God. I really love that he makes these kind of illustrations that make you giggle a little bit. I really like that he's serious about his gospel. I really like that he doesn't back off with who he is. He doesn't say, if you just follow me, your life's going to be easy. He doesn't say that in any way, shape, or form. But here in Job 38, he says this, the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind you got to love that, right? This is not a quiet time. The Job, Job was answered from the world with, and this is what God says. Who is this who obscures my counsel with ignorant words? How many times could God say that about me and you in a given day? Or when we get together with somebody and God's going, holy mackerel. Like, dude, you're obscuring me with your ignorant words, like how often could he say that? And then he tells him, I mean, right here like, mano, y "Mano, get ready to answer me like a man when I question you cuz you'll inform me." I'm like, "Whoa." I mean, he's like bowing up on you. Right? He's like, "Come on. Come on, big boy. You know, come on. Come on over here, all right? But here's these questions I want you to think about. Where were you when I established the earth? Like, could you imagine God going, "No, really like, like, Keith, you, you pride yourself on knowing so much and being so wise and, and being so, like, just, dude, you, you've read four Douglas Jacoby books. You must be so important in the world. Oh, oh, oh by the way, where were you when I created the earth? Oh, dang. What do, you, uh, uh, do, do they have a book about that? Do they have an online course? Is there something I no God's saying, no, 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 no. Because you're so important, Keith. Where where were you? Remember when me and you were like designing the earth? Remember all those great ideas you had, Keith, of like color and three dimensions? Like, in dimensions, that was yours, right? <laughs> okay, I got you. That, that'll be enough, right? Like, ask yourself that question if God were going, hey, listen, y'all who think you are so smart that you cannot trust God. That you just look at your, your situation and go, no, 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 there's no hope here. God ain't great enough to do that. Okay, smarty pants. Where were you when the earth was being formed? He said, tell me if you have understood. Who fixed its dimensions? Height, width, depth, time. And there's others. You, you know that, right? I mean, there's, there's more than those dimensions. Did you know that? Like, there's... How- like, how do you define those other dimensions? Like, there's more that there are more dimensions. You're going and God is going. Remember when we were having that great staff meeting and you were like, no, God, no, 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 no. no, Don't stop at four dimensions. Let me show you the math to get you to five, six, seven, eight or nine dimensions. Right. He's going "No, no." no. like, where were you? In and then God says in verse five, well, certainly, you know, <laughs> like, where were you? Like, you know, right. Like all of us, he's he's essentially calling us out and going, every pretty much aspect of our life, we're we're know-it-alls. Right? Oh, no, no, I know that. I don't need any help. I can do it on my own. I don't need somebody in my life. I don't need somebody. No, I'm right and you're wrong. That's like my first starting point. I'm right and you're wrong unless you can convince me otherwise. And I want us to have this coursing through our brain of God going, dude, just stop for a second. Where were you when great things really were happening? All right, like, like where were you here? He says, he's, as he's talking about the earth, what supports its foundations? Like, like where were you when I, when I like invented like the spin rate of the earth? Um, where were you when I realized that, dude, you got to have this moon out here and the four seas? Where were you on that day? And all we could, you imagine sitting there going, eh, I wasn't there. No, no one there. He says, "Um, "While I did that, where were you? While the morning stars sang together?" Right? He's like, "Remember that singing diva that I had with the stars? (laughs) Like, remember that one? You led singing, right? (laughs) Right? I mean, you you rocked it. it. It just what it does. Hopefully, these sections expose our arrogance." expose us to go, you know what? The things that I think I'm so great in. God is so much greater. All the things I go, man, did you read that blog post I posted the other day? That thing was awesome. I mean, that thing should change your life. What I wrote should change your life. And God is gone, are you kidding me, man? Like I invented writing. <laughs> like I invented I invented everything you could even think of. Right? I invented the number two pencil. I invented the Scantron. I invented stuff that you think you are so awesome, right? And it's that idea of going, just again, is exposing us of going, you know what? The things I feel like I can be the greatest philosopher on and have the most like, like reason for pride. And God's just going, dude, you know what, man? You, you don't even realize the stars sing. Like I sang with them while I created the earth. Who enclosed the sea behind doors? When it burst from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its blanket, when I determined its boundaries and, and, and put its bars and doors in place, when I declared, you may come this far, but no farther, your proud waves stop here. Okay. When was the last time, have you ever done that, been to the beach? And you're like, okay, stop right there. Like, like the water comes up and you're like, stop. And, and the waves are like, oh yeah, 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 we're proud waves. <laughs> we'll stop though, Okay. <laughs> God's like, no, I actually ordered them to stop here, and they stopped here, all right? Here's what I want. Anytime we get, like, too big for our britches, when we're, like, the smarty pants of the world, go to the beach and order the waves to stop. Okay, no, 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 wait until a hurricane comes by and then do it. I mean, you know, up the game a little bit, right? (laughs) Like, no, you'll stop right there. Have you ever in your life commanded the morning? We've avoided the morning. (laughs) We hate the morning. We've tried to say, morning, don't come. And it came anyway. Have you assigned the dawn its place so it may seize the edges of the earth and shake the wicked out of it? I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. The earth is changed as clay is by a seal. Its hills stand out like the folds of a garment. Light is withheld from the wicked. The arm raised in violence is broken. Have you traveled to the sources of the sea or walked in the depths of the oceans? Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the extent of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. (laughs) Here's what's awesome about this, okay? God isn't shaming you and me. He's not going. Listen, son. You better know how stupid you are. It's the complete opposite. He's going. Let me show you how amazing I am. All right. Let me show you how amazing I am. It's not to make you go around going, oh, I'm so throwing myself under the bus all the time. Right? I've gone, oh, I'm so horrible. So that's not his point in this. Right? His point is, let me show you how. Amazingly wonderful. So anytime the world tries to tell you to go after something, and that's good news. Go after a career, and it's going to fulfill you. Go after a job in show business, because it will make you full, and and you'll have a rich life and a rich marriage and all these things. Remember this. Every time the world so confidently comes out with something, and in social media, it's coming out with new ideas every single day. It's coming out with new ideas about um, how, should, how we should work, how we should interact with our uh, co-workers. How, it, it's coming out with new ideas on sexuality and everything. And it's screaming at us, believe me, believe me, believe me. Anytime that happens, I want you to think about this and go, hold on a minute. Were any of these people that wrote this with God when he was building the earth? All these influential people that are out there and in our schools and our friends and all that kind of stuff, ask them that question. When they're influencing you, you can ask them this question. Go, hold on a minute. I'll buy into your philosophy of life. But were you and God together when the stars were singing and he was creating the earth? No, I wasn't. Okay, you're just a man then. All right? The person who I'm going to allow to influence me is God. That's who's going to influence me. Why? Why? Because you want to know what? I wasn't there when he was creating earth. And I wasn't there when he was creating the stars. And I wasn't there when he was creating gravity. And I wasn't there when he was deciding what red would look like and what blue would look like and what green would look like. I wasn't there when he, you know, developed the Subaru Brat. Y'all know that one? <laughs> that is a work of art right there, okay? Google it one day. <laughs> no, no. The Subaru Brat was something in the 1980s. It was a pickup truck where they put leather seats in the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> Yes, you could Google that, okay? Only God would think of something like that, right? But yes. Uh, Did you have one? No, but it was to get around the taxes. Right, exactly. I mean, they put some seats in there, but it was just a funny looking thing, okay? Um, But here's the thing about it: is is that we remind ourselves, God, you're greater than me. When I'm being influenced by some blogger online or somebody at my school or somebody at my work, and they're so confident of how things should be, they're so confident of how things should be in this world. They're so confident about how people are. And no one really loves you and nothing really matters anyway. You better go for what you're gonna, you need to get out of life because no one cares. And at the end, it's nothing, all right? I got to remember, hold on a minute. There's, there's a guy, there's a, a God that created everything. And unless you're with him, I ain't listening to you because he's greater than all of us. And that's, who, that's why being in your Bible constantly is so important. Because believe me, the world is with us constantly, influencing us in the anti-gospel, in something that told Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. And said, said, it, nothing matters, dude. Nothing matters. It, 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 it told, it, it's the anti-gospel told Kate Spade that it doesn't matter to your 13-year-old kid that you die. That's what, the, that's what Satan is licking his chops at. Then going, does that make any sense at all? And at some point, as disciples, we have to go, hold on, no more, man. No, no more will the world influence our children this way. No more will the world influence me this way, of this emptiness, right, to where people are so jaded that they actually think, no, it wouldn't matter to my family, and it wouldn't matter to my friends, and it wouldn't matter to my culture and my people and all this kind of stuff. Okay? The gospel is so much better, and that's the whole point. is, is God isn't fighting against stuff. He's saying, my gospel is so much greater. And and how he's helping us as a coach, as a father, you know, as a friend, as a brother, as a mentor, how he's helping us is he's saying, dude, Keith, Sarah, India, Abby, Alec, let's embrace humility. Because the world is saying you have to make something out of you. And what I'm saying is, is when when we embrace humility, all of the greatness of God is revealed. And we're going, wow, I don't need to make anything of myself. Because God has already made more of us than anybody can. Like, for God to say, you want to know what? Linda, I'm going to die for Linda. That's her worth to me. For him to say that, he's already assigned a worth that no one else can assign. Like, who else in the world could give you more worth than that? Okay? And again, these are just words. But if we're not serious about, like, ingesting them and and letting them go through our minds over and over and over and over and over over again, then the world's going to win. And we're just going to be churchgoers. Okay? So, just let's remember this. These two simple verses, Isaiah 45, it's a great one, but Job 38 is just going, hold on a minute. When, I'm, when I am Mr. Smarty Pants, where was I when God was making the earth? You mean um, he can make the earth, but he can't, like, figure me out? I mean, he can create me, but he can't, like, figure out my life? <laughs> like, that sounds ridiculous.